Welcome into the Leftovers Podcast, Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And we're not coming to a theater near you, unlike Sick Mitts, starring Jack Eichel. <laughs> this is this is just, it was probably the weakest open I've ever had, and I don't care, because it was the strongest weekend of the Sabres that I could care about. This, that is true. Yes, I know. There was a 10-game winning streak, and there were weekends in that winning streak, and I know that, but guess what? None of them involved beating Boston. And you know what I like? Beating Boston. I do like beating Boston. Beating Boston makes me feel so much better about everything. You know yeah. what makes me feel much better about everything? What? An entire weekend when I see the Leafs lose, the Bruins lose, the Patriots lose, <laughs> the Dolphins lose, <laughs> the Cowboys lose. <laughs> Man. And then, to add into it, the Bills and Sabres win. Mm-hmm. With their... Star young players at the forefront. Tell me how not to feel good about this weekend. I'll call you a liar. I got nothing. All right. It was a pretty good weekend. And uh, UB won. And UB won again to stand defeated. So go ahead and tell me. Tell me how it's supposed to be a bad weekend. Tell me how it's supposed to be something along the lines of Calm down. No, I'm not going to calm down. This was awesome. Are you going to say words or no, Frank? It was it, – I'm. <laughs> you're taking the words out of my mouth. It was, it was a good weekend. I'm blowing this whole thing up because Jack Eichel blew up everything. He did. Nine points in four games where the Sabres took seven points out of eight. You won the games you were supposed to win. Yes. Though L.A. was scary. Yeah, to put another comeback in. But maybe that's exactly what they needed to get off the schneid. Yeah. Was to have to go ahead and play their trademark comeback hockey. Yeah, and you saw that they were able to take over a game against the Coyotes that they should have. Like, that game wasn't even in doubt. You felt good. You felt it, that they weren't going to let this one get away. Yeah. And And then... This weekend. What did we say going in? Get me two of the four. Can I at least get a win on one of them? I don't want to have to go with two overtime losses, but if I have to, I'll take it. Yeah. But I want two out of the four. What'd they do? Well, they went ahead and said, well, we see you that we're going to almost win against Washington, and then we are going to win against Boston. If I had a choice, I'm picking the one that doesn't involve Boston getting a three-point game. Regulation win, too. Regulation win against Boston. That's Shut them down. Good. Get out of my face. What's my problem with Boston? Oh, I don't know. They always seem to have a championship every year. They're Boston. Almost every year, it seems. So, good that you guys are finally starting to feel some sting of not winning all the time. Sabres are now... Can I say buttholes? I said it. Sabres are now... Seven points in the playoffs. And as of today, they are second place in the Atlantic. They're also 11 points out, I mean, over the first cut. So, like, the first team sitting outside of a wild card? Yep. They are 11 points up. Yep. Seven points ahead of wild card two. (laughs) Who is Boston? Yeah. Still the Atlantic division. But still... The big thing is, the most important thing is, 
the Sabres got themselves back on track. Mm-hmm. And you saw, all right, look, it's one thing to take care of your games. It's, it's one thing to take care of the Coyotes and the Kings. Can you do it against good teams? And they did. I mean, that Washington game was stupid fun. Yeah, stupid fun to watch. Really enjoyed it. And it also proved something, that poor Matt Tennyson should not be in the NHL. Well, don't worry. He's just not ready for that. Well, don't, 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 don't worry. He, he's not. He's not anymore, but like it took one game in less than six minutes of ice time for him to be on the for ice to- for all three Washington goals. The first one, not his fault. Not anyone's fault other than Carter Hutton. Oh, yeah. Dude came out behind the net, played it bad. Everything it bad. happens. And then, but then two bad giveaways by Tennyson helped Washington tie it each time. This weekend, the same problems stuck around. The same primary problems stuck around. But it was masked because of how good the top line is. Yeah. There is still a one-line team. Oh, yeah. You're not getting past the second round with a one-line team. You might sneak out a first-round win. But you're not getting into the Eastern Conference Finals with a one-line team. It's not happening. Well, a one-line team in solid goaltending, I should say. There's, there's more to it than just that. But they are a one-line team. That's all it is. The only problem is that we're not complaining about it because... They're winning games. Just how good the one-line is. Yeah. Well, they're winning games. They're winning games too, but it's just how good the one line is. I mean, I don't think it matters. I think it matters that they're that how good they are. They're winning games. That's why no one's talking about it. I know, but if like say for example, they lost but they to Boston could, five to four. Oh well, they. I mean, then you'd be like, okay, the defense was a bit of a problem. You got four goals from this team. They all came from Jack Eichel and his line, but you got four that, goals. That, that means then game. you're talking. Then you're talking. This line is amazing. This top line is amazing. But we're still not winning, so we gotta fix stuff. Yeah, but they're winning games, so it doesn't matter. The problem still lies, so we do have to address it. You know, I do want to try to address it a little bit, and a potential way to fix it because an opportunity may have presented itself. Yeah, three point eight five million dollars of cap space is hanging now in the balance on something. Berglund. Which let's like that is such a weird situation. It's quite it's obvious he's unhappy with his role on the team. That's the obvious. latest from Elliot Friedman almost made it seem like he didn't want to come here. He didn't put in for his modified no trade clause for like his list of teams by the time they needed it. So they were allowed to trade him away to anywhere. Mm-hmm. If Buffalo, for example, was supposed to be on that list then he never would have wanted to come here in the first place. He never would have been traded in the first place. Exactly. But we remember Patrick Berglund being, all right, well, that was a necessary cap hit. He is a roster player, but it's like his main purpose in this trade is to be a cap hit so you can get a first and a solid prospect. Hmm. Interesting how that works. Because now you might be able to get out of it entirely. And if the Sabres are able to get out of the cap hit, that's another win for a guy who's only giving you four points throughout the season. And if they do, great. Good for, good for them. Good for them. I'm not really worried about that. I don't think it's something that you got to worry about. I I'm know worried because, about it for the years going forward. Well, 
if there's it's a cap, quite, well, it's quite obvious now that if they don't get out of it this year, they're going to buy him out. Yeah, but I don't want to buy out on my books for this. It's especially you're going to breach a contract. Oh yeah, like that's the thing. Like there, like there is a way out of the contract now, and that's great. But I'm saying is that should the should the situation prevent it come about where it doesn't happen, like let's say they can't or something else, and you ha- you're stuck with Berg- you're stuck with Berglund's contract. There are still ways out of the contract, i.e., buy out or trade him. And in order to trade him, you're then in that case, because of everything that's gone on, you're gonna have to give something up to do it. Probably. So thank you, Patrick Berlin, for making a muddy situation. But for example, if it is a breach of contract and you can just void the contract, that means taking that three point eight five yeah, off and that's, of your books. Yeah. That would yeah. Buffalo can suddenly look to something here. Yeah. They can go ahead and look at this free cap space and go, we could try to get a young center. We could give a, we a can, younger might, number two they, center. Then they can make a, then they can to help make a bring move. Middlestat along. They can make a move then. And they can make a move then. And that's the most interesting thing to me. Well, it's gonna. It's pro, It's not going to be right away until we know more of the situation and until the NHL knows more of the situation, until the team, obviously – and the, PA, the NHLPA, too. I'm excited to hear what Jason Bottrell has to say about this. I know he's not going to give like necessarily the inside scoop on it. but No, he's not. It's going to be interesting to hear what he says because mm-hmm. um, he's supposed to be on tomorrow with Shelton Bulldog before the Sabres-Panthers game. That's right. Down at 716. That ought to be an interesting listen. But there's a chance now that you can look – and possibly get another piece for a team that is lacking some depth scoring. And if that is the way that the curtain opens, well, that's an awfully convenient way to have it happen. Yeah. The strangest thing, though, to me is in training camp, they were jokingly calling Patrick Berglund the Swedish godfather. What happened? Is he really that upset? with his role in his minutes that he goes ahead and takes what was a strong camaraderie and just just says, nah, I'm good. I'm not – I don't want to be part I of it. I don't want to be part of it anymore. Come on. I think – Come on. That is that is Charmin soft. I think, if I had to guess, you obviously mentioned he – with what Friedman said about being – with that uh, no-trade clause and everything with the 10 teams, and Buffalo probably was on that list – and so he was unhappy with Connor Buffalo from the beginning. But I'll bet you he pondered it over the summer, talked to his new teammates, tried to give it a chance. And you saw it in training camp where, you know, teammates were calling him the Swedish godfather. He, was, they, he, was, given the, he was trying to make most of the opportunity that was here. And but, he starts but, out on the second line. But then his minutes started produce. to diminish. His minutes started to diminish. And it steadily just made him unhappy. Well, guess whose fault that is? You were starting out on the second line. You were not producing. So you got demoted to the fourth line. You know who handles that better? Literally anyone else. So you know what? Good. Good riddance if that's going to be the case. 
Because you're not playing well, that's fine. I get that. You're a little down in the dumps on that sort of thing. But that means you just got to get up and earn the ice time. And when have we seen Patrick Berglund really do that? He was playing well on the fourth line. Yes, that's but about that's it. also subjective to the yeah. point. Oh, yeah, Samuels yeah. Samuels is playing well for the fourth line. Is he getting minutes more? Oh, yeah. No? Johan Larson? No? All right, then. Not until Perfect. In, not until an injury happens. Yeah, exactly. So guess what? We're not really seeing any changes there. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I'm intrigued to see what they do though, because Scott Wilson should be coming up soon enough. Yes. They have Remielli. They still have a full complement of forwards anyway. Yeah. But if maybe Berglund they... does end up coming back. Ah, <laughs> I, I wouldn't put any I, I don't I doubt he will. But if there is a chance that he does come back, I think it's almost certain that he's going to get waived. I was going to say you're definitely going in the press box there, or you're going to Rochester or something. Because oh, he's going to get he he definitely would get waived and sent to Rochester. I mean, at this point, why bother coming back? Yeah, allegedly lying to the team about being sick. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I said, if he does come back, like something might ha- something could change. We don't know. My guess is he's not coming back. Will the contract be voided later and the Sabres have that free money? We'll see. I'm not going to put any guarantee into it. I'm not going to put any guarantee into it, but it does remind me of some several situations, though. Like of the past. Most recently, last year, Vadim Shipachev. Yeah. Deciding that he didn't want to get sent down to the minors. Yep. Did not report. Therefore, breach of contract. They decide to part ways mutually. Yep. The contract is off the books. They terminated it, yep. And it was awarded that they would get off the books for it. Yes. Like, no cap hit, nothing. Yes. So, that's the kind of situation this looks like to me. That's, that's, does, it does feel like it's heading towards that way. Yes. There are other names in the past with this. I just don't seem to remember them. I mean, hell, Rusty Klesla got traded here at the trade deadline for the Tank Sabres and just said, I'm just going to retire instead. Yep. So... It's it's exactly that. And, again, good riddance because the team clearly doesn't need you with your whopping four points in 20-some-odd games. Yeah. If he was actually producing, I'd be a little worried. Yeah. But he's not. He's done nothing. If he was producing, I don't think he would be doing this. Yeah. He has two goals, two assists on the season. Vladimir Saboka had two goals in one game against Montreal. He did. That's just like a a litmus test for you. That's a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you go ahead and tell me how uh, I'm supposed to be uh, missing you on this one. Frank, how mean is Jack Eichel? He's just really good. No, he's – Frank, you're not supposed to do such cruel things to human beings. <laughs> you're not. It's not supposed to be something you do. But you're also allowed to because it's a game and you get paid to do that. Like, I can't ask how you sleep at night. You want to know how you sleep at night? Exactly that. Those are the things made of dreams. Except if you're a defender. That's a nightmare. That pass to Skinner in the Boston game. Get out of here with that. Wraps, wraps it around himself, both both hands on the stick, all the way to the end of it. Yep. To flip it over to him and just, ew. That's, it's so grossly awesome, and I don't know how to properly. I filled in for the morning show for Brayton 
and I'm in with Howard and Jeremy, and Jeremy asked a question that a lot of people might be able to resonate with. How do you watch a team when one of the league's best players plays for your team? And I gave an answer that might be socially acceptable right now, Frank. You want to know what that is? Which, what was the answer? My, I, what I told Jeremy was, do what I do. Just laugh your ass off because it's undeniably cruel what he's doing to other players in the National Hockey League. Just do what I do. Just smile. I'm just, I just happy. I just laugh. be happy. There's, there's nothing else I can do but laugh because it's like, what was that? Like, get out of here with this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not supposed to be something you do on the regular. I mean, And what is he doing on the regular? Oh, that. Oh, he's only sniping short side, glove side, where there's maybe a foot where you could fit that puck in in consecutive games. <laughs> he takes Slava Voinov for a walk. Might as well Slava. give him a pet on the head and a biscuit because wait, you're oh, wait, uh, not Slava Voinov. Yeah, wow, I, I mixed to, up my Russian defense years ago. He Dmitry Orlov. He takes Dmitry Orlov on a good on a walk. Might as well call him a good boy. Give him a treat and pat him on the head because that was <laughs> such a great walk he put him on. And then you go ahead and just roof it where there's no way a goaltender can save that. We said that he was going to get back to the mean. But did he have to do it so mean? I guess so. He's making NHL goaltenders look like jabronis because they can't save a shot that literally cannot be saved. They're just standing there with the glove and they just go, how did that go in? How do Oilers fans feel about Connor McDavid? That they're wasting him? Well, besides that. Like, they get to, like, Oilers fans get to watch their favorite team play. And every game they watch, they get to, they also get to watch the best player in the world play on their team. The difference is that the Sabres actually have competent goaltending and a winger. That doesn't, no, I'm not, I'm, take all that out. I'm just saying, just talk, just the player in general. Just the player. That's the feeling. I don't know what it is, though. You just described it to me. I don't know how it feels personally. What That's you are describing, what you were just describing about Jack Eichel, is how cool. Oilers fans feel about what Connor because Connor McDavid is doing this kind of stuff on the regular as well. Okay, I get that, but what I'm saying is this: it wasn't my question personally. I just laugh. I laugh, cackling like an evil movie villain because what he is doing is just downright cruel and it's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's my answer. That is how I look at it. If you ask me the question, that's what I'm just going to tell you is man, I just I just laugh cuz it's hilarious and it's awesome, but I'll bet you Oilers fans feel the same way about McDavid. The thing is is that McDavid was kind of doing it right away. Eichel it wasn't all there. Like he was getting the production. His seasons were robbed by injury. Yeah. And they have yet to make the playoffs under him. That'll that'll definitely stop here. Yeah. But with McDavid in his second year, they're already winning a playoff round. Yeah. And McDavid's already won the Art Ross. Like, and the Hart. And the Hart. So 
by now they should be used to it. And it was almost like that right away. Whereas Jack Eichel was, it was there, but it wasn't all there. Because it's not just the offensive so our, stuff so anymore. You're, so you're saying is how we react to the way Eichel's playing right now is how Oilers fans were reacting to McDavid in his first couple years. Probably. Makes sense. I can see that. And it's, to me, still just hilarious. I'm yeah. just going to laugh like an idiot. He's one of the best players in the world, and he's on our team. Yes. I'm just going to laugh like an idiot. He's the captain of our team. Do I need to bring up the tank? No, not really. Eh. I don't care. Don't, don't know why. It happened. Yeah. It happened. Can't take it back. Can't take it back. No take backsies. Team's not taking it back. None of us are taking it back. Nope. No need to walk it back anymore. Nope. No need to bring it up anymore. Nope. Remember how I said sniff the glue? <laughs> yes. It just, it's just ridiculous. And the worst part is teams know what's happening. Teams know it's coming. But at the same time, but at the same time, they don't know it's coming. The pass that he makes. They know he's going to do something. The shot that he rips in consecutive games where there's a foot to fit this puck in. And what's he do? He says, nah, man, I only need seven inches. They know he's going to do something. Get out of here with this. Like, but they don't know what. He, he's making professionals look like idiots. And it's hilarious. Yeah. And you know it's coming. But at the same time, what's he do? He just goes ahead, sneaks a pass to Jeff Skinner, who didn't even know that was coming. <laughs> they but it don't was know so what. accurate that Skinner's able to grab it and finish off the shot. So here's the thing. Good Lord. They know it's coming. They don't know what, what he's going to do, and they don't know when. It just <laughs> He could do anything at any time. It's incredible. Yep. I don't know how the hell it happens. And Skinner's just always in the right place. Skinner's just hanging out. Reinhardt's hanging out. And they're yep. all just like, yo, we got you. Let's back this up. Yeah. And someone said something on Twitter that I saw that I was like, wow. I can't only I cannot even imagine this. Hmm. And they said along the lines of Imagine if Eichel had a second center named John Tavares. Man. Kind of wacky, isn't it? That'd be something. It's not just that. It's that he gets, like, he doesn't get the luxury of teams going, okay, which line am I focusing on? Yeah. He's the one. That's a luxury that's given to Matthews and Tavares in Toronto. Yeah. Whereas in Buffalo, it's it's Eichel's line. Mm-hmm. Shut it down. Oh, wait. What do you mean you didn't shut it down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. That's all it is. Like, okay, that's the line. Skinner, Eichel, Reinhardt. Shut it down. What do you mean they have two goals? <laughs> well, what try to mean? outscore them. What do you mean two of them have two goals? What do you mean... What do you mean two of their players each have two goals? Can we outscore them? No. What do you Why? mean no? Carter Hutton and Linus Olmark are doing things. They're well above the league average of 907 in save percentage. What do you mean? So we can't even score either? No. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how the Buffalo Sabres are good. The end. <laughs> you have explained it perfectly. <laughs> I have... Boiled it down to a book for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even mentioned 
Rasmus Dahlin. Who came out of that weekend with five points. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's a shame? That Rasmus Dahlin has yet to score at home. Yeah. He hasn't. It's weird. It's a shame. Because you want to know what happens? It's weird. People probably give as lot of a cheer for Dahlin scoring than they would Eichel or Skinner at this point. They'd probably rip it up. They'd probably rip the roof. You know off. what? He's saving it. Saving it for what? The be- the biggest moment. What the playoffs? Maybe. <laughs> I was gonna say, what bigger moment is there at this point? This team is playoff bound, Frank. Oh, I know. How about the playoff clincher in overtime? In overtime to clinch the playoffs. Yes, there was also that, by the way, where Skinner didn't play in overtime against Washington. I was a little confused by that, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, why Housley chose that? Not sure. I'm going to let it go because they still got the one, they still got a point, and two, they came back. They were able to rebound the next day and beat Boston. And they got three out of four. Yeah. So they got seven out of their last eight points. Like, if you want me to try to read too much into that, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not taking the bait on that. If so, they're if if it's becoming a recurring thing and they lo- and they're starting to lose games because of it, because they could use a guy like him out there, then I'll start to question it. But if that's not the reason they lost, then I'm not gonna worry. All right. So now this, Frank, I want to play a little game with you before we go to the Bills. Sure. Okay. It's this. We're gonna rank. What teams we fear from least to most. So what teams do you want to play in the playoffs more than others? You ready? Are you going by, are we going by what the current standings are? We're going by the current standings and just based off the probabilities. Okay. Okay? All right. So current likelihood is Toronto as the most likely. Yes. Based on the standings. Yes. As the Sabres and Leafs are fighting for two and three, which really just means who gets a game seven. At home. Or who gets the home ice advantage, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, who gets a game seven at home? It's serious. My name would go seven. That's the thing. You can't assume it. But the way the way that the, the way those those two teams are, yeah, I mean it's very likely. You could the, the probability of it's high. The Sabres seem to have a flair for the dramatic. What's more dramatic than a game seven? That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right, so, go on. All right, here we go. Based on where the Metropolitan is at right now current leader is Washington. Yeah. You're not going to probably see anyone else on top of that division, right? The only way you play Washington is wild card is one. wild card 1. Which not far-fetched. Not far-fetched? Yeah. So, your possibilities are Toronto, Tampa Bay, Washington. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, there's a one in three chance that I'm going to get wrecked. Which, by the way, the team I least want to see in the playoffs is Tampa Bay. Let's start there. (laughs) I think Tampa is just too complete, and it would worry me. And, yes, I know. I get it. The Sabres are coming to the playoffs in – it's a great little story, but if you get me the playoffs, I don't give a crap anymore. They, Win games. 
Like, that's a like, like that's the thing that I get I'm, that I'm playing with house money, but like the Bills facing the Jaguars, I want it. Let's like, go. Like that, next round. Like that's the thing. You're looking at the probability of them winning a playoff series. Yes. It's higher if they play a team like Toronto versus Tampa or a team like Washington versus Tampa. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable. But that's why I'm on the boat of, I don't care. Bring me Tampa. I'm not afraid of them. I'm, they're the only team I am afraid of. I'm not. Are they still the third one for you on who you'd like to see Oh, most? yeah, they're still the third one for me. But I'm not afraid of any team. I'm no team, no team in the Eastern Conference right now scares me. Tampa scares me because they Tampa play two scares games. me the most, but it's not as much. And that's, but it's it's always the reason I say, once you get in, anything can happen. Tampa has shown that they can falter. I do understand that. But we it's saw it last year. They choked that series against Washington. Yes, Let's but it's be usually real. against better teams. And are the Sabers that right now? They can be. They can get there. My problem is you've faced Tampa twice already, and you've not faced Andre Vasilevsky. Your win, you held on for dear life. Your loss was so intense that you could not go back in the next day and take down Florida. So Tampa, Tampa does scare me, and I'm not going to be afraid Tampa's to admit that. Tampa's a team that scares, you the, that scares us the most. Tampa, like, I'm actually but, afraid of Tampa. There's no After that, well, you, we'll get to after that. I will get to after that for me. But for me, Tampa Bay actually scares me. And they're probably the only team that does. They're the only team that gives, yeah, they gives you like, ooh, they're going to have a tough time. But they have, but we've seen that they have, sh- they have shown that they can hang around. And that's all it takes. They can hang around, but a seven-game playoff seen, series. We, yes, we haven't seen them play Vasilevsky. But in the two games that they've played Tampa, they've hung around. Define hung around, though. They've been outchanced, outpaced, everything. Like, but none of that. But in the playoffs, you throw everything out the window. All the stats go are gone. You reset. Yes, you're back to the. You're back to zero. There's one thing that I won't throw out though. It's not a statistic. It's what I've been seeing, and what I see when I. Watched them against Tampa Bay this year, is I see a team that's not on their level. It's not a statistic; it's my eyeballs. Oh yeah, it's, I'm the, not I, remo- it's the eye. Test. I'm not throwing them out the window, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still thinking that you're not on. And this is the thing: Tampa is on a whole nother level in the entire league. This isn't just about Buffalo and Tampa. This is Tampa with everybody and funny else. Enough, uh, and funny enough, I have a stat for that. Statistics shows it's, it's, it still doesn't guarantee anything. Guess what? You take that and throw it out the window, remember? Yeah, you can throw it out the window. That but, means you could take them being on a whole other level and throw it out the window. I get that, but they're just not. Nat, we saw that with Nashville last year. They are on a different stratosphere, though. Even Nashville. Oh, I, not but even Nashville that. won a playoff round out of it. Yeah. Are the Sabres Colorado? Then they, they, they still had a tough time with it. It wasn't easy for them. Yes, but still. Colorado gave them a series. Colorado gave them a series, yes. What did Tampa do to New Jersey last year? That wasn't a series. 
It's five games. Dump yeah. them out of there. Six games for Colorado. Good for them. But what did it get you? What did, Tell Colorado, what does that get you? It gets you a first-round exit. And that is something that I don't want when I get there. I don't want to be one and done. Get out of here with this. I wouldn't like to be one and done, too. But if you're, I mean. I don't want to be Columbus. But you're not going to be Columbus if you're that. Well, I'm just describing Things the Things happen. I'm just like, describing the term of being one and done in the playoffs in the oh, NHL. Oh, sure. Well, sure. But it's as you said, too. They're playing with house money. But just because you get house money. Like, this season, I'm I'm now there. Like, I'm Once right. Once the playoffs start, the intensity will double. Yes. Triple. And that's what I'm saying. House money, to me, you take them and throw them with your stats, apparently. They go out the window. My mentality. Well, Vegas showed last year that house money stays. Ah. <laughs> but that's, that's my point is I'm cool right now. My house money is thrown out with your statistics. When I get to the playoffs, I, got, I am going to be angry. I got one more. I got one quote. To be the best, you got to beat the best. That's why I'm not afraid of Tampa. Because you know what? Even if they play, even if they play, play Toronto in round one and they win that series, chances are they got to play Tampa in round two. You got to face, face them no matter what. Unless somehow you win. They trip you, over the, uh, the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, it'd be Boston. They lose that. If they do that, all bets are off for the Sabres. They could do whatever. Anything can happen. All right. But so no matter what, but no matter the way I see it, if they want any chance at, go, at possibly you know, taking this to June or to late May, they got to they got to play Tampa. They have to. I get that. And a lot and you think I remember this. I'm taking a lot this of, a step at a time though, for, Frank. I'm oh, I, I am first, too. I'm looking at oh. first round. Oh yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. But at the end of the day, it still doesn't matter. Like you're still gonna have to face the best team no matter what. All right, listen here, Mister Inspirational. <laughs> I'm trying to be just rational over here. But just let's, I'm not let's take a, a trip. Cup. Let's take a trip. To, let's real quick before we move on to the Bills. Let's take one quick trip. We haven't to, even moved on to who I want to see next. I know. Okay, <laughs> listen. Because you're let's, trying to throw all this jargon at me. Yeah. And you lo- okay. Quick trip down memory lane. The 2006 Sabres went to the final Eastern Finals, lost to Carolina. Who was the one team that gave them the trouble all year in their division? It was Ottawa. It was Ottawa. What happened? Yes, Frank, I know came, that in the second round they, they beat Ottawa. What I'm, what I'm saying is... What the Sabers want? They did it in five games. You want to tell me Buffalo? Oh no, I don't. I'm not saying they're out of here. I'm not saying they're gonna do it in five games. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying, if the Sabers had any chance of taking the this incredible season as far as they can, in this case, the East Finals, they were gonna have to play Ottawa. I get that, but there's a different. So that's why you can't be afraid of it when it's gonna when it's gonna happen. No matter when you really feels like it's it can happen. It's happened or it's gonna happen. Yes, Tampa is the team that you worry about the most. They are the best team in the league. They are likely gonna stay as the best team in the league 
until season's ends. But are they on that parallel, though, of those of, of that team in the 06 team? No. You want to know why? That team could roll four lines. The Sab- oh, the Sabres, yeah. This, I, I te- just- this team cannot. I know. They cannot do it. This is a different. We are talking about a different animal here, Frank. <laughs> I know we are. And guess what? I know One we are. One year after that team, they were a cup favorite. Yeah. And guess what? They lost to their boogeyman. But <laughs> that, that's not my point. That's not my point. That's my point, point is this team is not that team. Do not put parallels to it. I know it's not. It is Jack Eichel, Jeff Skinner, Rasmus Dahlin, Carter Hutton slash Linus Olmark, and a bunch of guys. I throw Sam Reinhardt in there, too, because when he's not on that line, he's not doing the same thing, production-wise. I'm just saying I want the first round. I don't need to go screaming for a cup yet. I don't need a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals yet. I want the first round. I just want... I want the first round. I want the first round, too, but I'm not... I'm not afraid of what is going to happen, what who they play in the first round. Whoever they play in the first round, they can win. I'm not no looking, matter what. I'm, how's this? I'm not looking for a pint, but I'm not buying the handle either. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're going straight for that. You're going for the big one. Bring it on. Calm down. I'm just saying is calm. I your. Yeah. Keep going. Man tits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was just trying to think of the safest way to say it. I know. I'm So I'm saying, Mr. Inspirational, I'm keeping my stats with me. I'm not throwing them out the window because I'm afraid of Tampa Bay. That's my point. And it's technically kind of your point, too, because you would like to see them the least. Yes, I would like to see them the least. But I'm at the same time, like I said, I'm still not afraid of them. I get it. But you're a little afraid. You're more afraid of them than Toronto, at least. They're the team that you were, but they're yes, they're still the team you worry about the they're most. They're the best team in the NHL. Exactly. If I could avoid them for a moment, that'd be great. Yes. And if they trip over themselves, even better. Yes. How's that? Yes. Thank you. I agree with that. So stop giving me this. I'm not key. giving you. I'm not. You're trying to make me run through BS. a brick wall, and jokes on you. There's no brick walls here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those brick walls are in net right now. Good work. Hey. All right. So moving on to this. All right. Let's move on. Further into this discussion, who would you rather see? Washington or Toronto? Seeing as how it took you 10 minutes <laughs> to finally get to number three and move on. <laughs> Both are fun series. Both are fun series. I don't think you could pick one. Oh, I could pick one. I know you're picking Toronto. Because they have the weak defense. Who are you picking, Frank? I don't know. That's a thing. I'm not picking. Ready? I'm just fine. You're you're not helping me at all in this <laughs> segment. So I'm just going to move on. Okay. I'm ranking it as I want Toronto. But not on the analytical part of these things. Not on the reasonable part on these things. It's because I want Toronto. You want to tell me that the team that takes yeah. with grace and dignity? Oh, you want a revenge shot? There's your freaking revenge shot right there. Yeah. You give me one-on-one yeah. with those holier-than-thou media members in Toronto? 
saying something about Phil Kessel liking hot dogs and running him out of town because he likes to enjoy what may or may not be a sandwich? Who thinks that... Who have the audacity to say Mitch Marner is better than Jack Eichel? Are you watching what's going on right now? Toronto media? No, you're not. You're blissfully ignorant because he's not north of the border. Oh, I want Toronto. This has no rhyme or reason. If Toronto was doing what Tampa Bay was doing right now, I'd be in the same boat as you. I would be that guy going, oh, I just want them. I want to crush them. I want to crush their souls. And I want to be able to laugh while they have their tears and just be able to collect it and just drink the saltiness. Put it on a cracker. Delicious. (laughs) You wasted 10 minutes of my time to get to this. And And now it's all here. (laughs) I want Toronto. I want them so bad. I I want to go ahead and say, hey, you signed that John Tavares guy. Would it get you one and done? Take that, (laughs) biatch. And I don't regret a single minute of it. So thank you for allowing (laughs) it to remain cooped up in my heart and in my soul. Because that is what I want. That right there is what I want. I don't Washington would be fun. It would be. We got evidence of that. Yes. Alex Ovechkin would be terrifying. Yes. Do not let them go on the power play. Yes. But I know that I can hang. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, However, because, it's because of how close Buffalo and Toronto are to each other. And the hate. Yes. I, I've gone full Palpatine. The hate is flowing through me. <laughs> it is here, and it is December, dude. I've gotten one game with them. Yeah. And by bullcrap. I lost by 2.7 seconds. Yep. Because Jack Eichel was awesome. He scored a couple goals in that game. Yep. But so did the other American guy. Yep. Which, oh, by the way, your best player is not Canadian. Toronto. How does that make you feel? You know what (laughs) makes me feel? Like you shouldn't have got him in the first place, but you tanked with dignity. Oh, yeah. And you got Mike Babcock. Yeah. And you got the largest market in the NHL. I can't wait for the, yeah. I can't wait for the Sabres Leafs. Frank? I can't wait for it. Frank, it's going to happen. Want, if you want the most distortion in a podcast ever, game one of Leafs Sabres might yes. do it because I might just be yelling the entire time. Yeah. If you want. A lot of edits, or maybe even just to tag an NSFW on this podcast. That, game one. Yep. Or game. say the the first game that the Sabers lose in that series. Or when the series. That will be profanity laced. When the series goes seven. Thank you, Frank. Yet you decided to take ten minutes on. Oh, you gotta just you gotta beat the best to be the best. I still you don't know what happens, a single Frank? minute of it. You want to know what happens, Frank? What? Say they get to that second wild card and they end up in that problem. And they end up beating Tampa like you're also inspiringly saying. Guess what you get then? You get Toronto. And I still say bring it. But you know what's Not more afraid. fun? You know what's more fun than that? Knocking them out in the first what if they, round. Or, what if, or they lose in the first round and it's even funnier that way. No, I want to be the hand. Okay. That takes you're... them down. Yeah. Yeah. I know we had Steve Dangle on this podcast, and it was a great interview and everything like that, and I know he's a Leafs fan, and it's not his fault. But, oh, my God, I want to give it to those snarky media members in Toronto. And those snarky – well, some of the fans are okay. Most of the fans are okay. 
but I want to give to the snarky ones the most. If the Sabres I want to cause the pain for Toronto. Sabres Leafs meet in the playoffs in the first round or at any point. Can we get Steve on again? Yes. We're doing that. Well, you've got to do that. I, we'll I do that. you've you've got the contact. I do. Anyway, make it happen. My point is this. When they come down here to hang out with us for Bills games as a common ally, what do they get to bring up? Hey, remember how Jack Eichel scored nine goals in your playoff series and you guys were one and done? <laughs> nine goals. That's probably what it's going to take. It might. That would be, oh, so delicious. All right, I'm done. Are you done? No. Okay. I'm shaking. <laughs> he, he actually it is. It might be because it's cold in here. Yeah, it is a little cold. <laughs> they might be running the AC instead of the heater. I'm not sure. And he's not kidding. I've also been in this building since 430. That's true, too. <laughs> But I think we spent enough time on this. I don't want Tampa. Washington's okay. But I want Toronto. Okay. And right now, if the season that's, ended today, that's still, that's, I'd get my wish. Yeah, that, that is where I'm at, too. That Granted, is, I have to be careful of what I wish for. Oh, yeah. Toronto's dangerous. Gotta. Very yeah. dangerous. They are a high-flying team that... Can do everything. They've got a solid goaltender in Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Yes, their defense is suspect, but it has been playing relatively well as a collective, as mm-hmm. a five-man group on the ice. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you look at the goal totals, Buffalo and Toronto are kind of the same in goals against. The difference? They have two lines of superstar centers. And they can outgun you. Five to four, for example. Like how Buffalo lost the first meeting. And they can do it on a regular basis. And they can do it by rolling lines. Yeah. Can Buffalo do it? Yes. Does it depend on Jack Eichel and Jeff Skinner and Sam Reinhardt to get most of the damage? Yes. Am I okay with it? Yes. I know picking Toronto means probably my second most likely first-round exit, but I'm sorry. Here are my three options. The Stanley Cup favorite. The defending champions. Or the team that I would like to punt across Lake Erie. Yeah. I'm picking the latter <laughs> because they're also the same team. Hasn't won a cup since 67. Yep. The other two? I've done it a little more recently. Yeah. I'll take my odds. Okay. Also, please get better entire defensive core. I have to feel like it's it, that they will. Especially once they get healthy. McCabe uh, comes back. Yeah. When McCabe comes back, it's going to be much better. Plus, later on in the season, defense is going to be a little little more shored up, you know. I mean, you're down to your 11th defenseman with Brendan Gooley and Matt Hunwick playing yesterday. Yeah. That's – to get three out of four with that circumstance? With Bullyu tennis in one game and Hunwick Gooley the next. And Bullyu got hurt that game. Bullyu's played much better. Gooley got called up. Yeah. But, like, honestly – well, no. Gooley got called up because Matt Tennyson could not so that's play. That's why Hunwick got called up. Yeah. Well, Hunwick was going to play. He was healthy. He was going to play. Well, because Bull, you got, got hurt. Called, but he still got called up from Yeah, he Rochester got called up from Rochester, but that was a conditioning well, stint. Yeah, Gooley got... The plan was Gooley. they were going to put him up here. Yeah. The big thing was Gooley got called up because they knew they couldn't have Tennyson still out here tossing grenades. Exactly. Think about that. You went three points out of four when you have a defenseman tossing grenades to the other team. Yeah. 
you still got a point out of that. Yeah. Against the defending cup champions. One guy who has scored seven goals in a matter of a week. One guy who scored so many goals that he forgot that he scored against Buffalo. <laughs> in his post-game interview, he said, well, you're not going to always score all the time. Dude, you scored in that game and in the shootout. What do you mean not all the time? What is all the time for you? Did that guy ask you if it was a hat trick that you were surprised you didn't get a third goal? <laughs> that terrifies me. Is he still drunk? Probably. It's the greatest drunken stupor of all time because now he's back with, what, 28 goals in 30 games? He's got or 29 and 32. 29 and 32. And this was when he had the greatest bender of all benders. The bender hasn't ended. I guess not. It's amazing. It is. All right. It's awesome. Should we get up? You know what? Can we get the stupid thing out of the way before we talk about the Bills? Sure. All right. Let's get the stupid thing out of the Pick way. Ems. How bad did we do? It got off to a not great start because Kansas City lost. We, we tied. Okay, that's great, but how did we do? We each got six wrong. That's actually a lot better than recent Nine, ones. nine right. And with a Monday nighter tonight. Yeah. Not bad. Actually a solid week, a winning record for each of us. Yes. All right, then. That's not as terrible as my six win last week. <laughs> that was gross. All right, let's, real quick. So no Thursday nighter. Good. Two Saturday night games. First one is Washington, Tennessee. I'm going to take the Titans, even though I the Titans too. continue to just prove that they haven't beaten anybody. Yeah, and this week they, they looked get like to face frauds. Josh Johnson. They looked like frauds this past week. Yeah, and this week they get to play Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. All right. Wow. Next, the Jaguars next game. Lost to that. Interesting game. Yeah, they did. That's funny. Interesting game here. Baltimore Chargers. Possible playoff? No. Both, uh, would be, both would be wild cards probably because Baltimore's still a game behind Pittsburgh, right? Or are they yeah, still a half game behind like Pittsburgh? a half. Could be a potential playoff Played. game. Because the Chargers are the five. Chargers did help their case by beating Kansas City. The Chargers are the five. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just going to be undeniable because I don't think the Chiefs are going to cough up their top seed. They are tied right now, right? No. They're still uh, a game up. That's right. That's right. They're still a whole game up, which is terrifying. And division record would also go to the Chiefs anyway. Yeah. So, the Chargers are locked as the five. Against the Ravens, I would like their chances collectively. Lamar Jackson has been fantastic for them so far in his limited time this season as a starter. I think the Ravens make a game of it, but they don't come out on top. I'm taking L.A. I I do, too. I think that way. If they meet in the playoffs, that'd be pretty cool. It really, it still really could happen. Yeah, Baltimore could pull out the division. Yeah, they could pull out the division and then be the four seed. Exactly. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm terrified of L.A. Yeah. Since he Cleveland, <laughs> I can't, I can't, can't believe I could be confident and say the Browns. Oh yes, this is going to be Hugh Jackson revenge game part two, and by that I mean Cleveland getting a revenge on Hugh Jackson again. Exactly. I told you, since he's not winning anymore the rest no. of the season. No. Hugh Jackson's on the staff. still in the run. Not only for a playoff spot, for the... For a playoff spot, it's very minute, actually. It's like they would need the Colts and the Titans to lose next week and then tie in Week 17. <laughs> because in a three-way tie scenario, that is how they would get in the playoffs. 
They would also need two other teams to lose out in Baltimore and I think Pittsburgh. Pitts, well, no. It would have to be – who's the other team that's still in the running then? Miami. Miami, yeah. Yeah, so you'd need either Pittsburgh or Baltimore yeah. and Miami. Oh, and the Colts and Titans have to lose next week and tie in Week 17. That is literally the only way Cleveland makes it. Or just lose both games. They can't because they face each other in Week 17. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, but – Cleveland's okay. got a really stupid stipulation to remain in playoff contention. But they're there. You want to know what happened, though, that really put the blow into Cleveland's hopes? What? New England beating Pittsburgh. I mean, New England not beating Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's how – that's the death blow to Cleveland. The Patriots. Yeah. Bill Belichick trolling Cleveland all along. <laughs> it was the long con. All right, next game. Tampa Bay and Dallas. I'm going to take Tampa here. Dallas is kind of on a slide. Tampa Bay is surprised at moments this year. I'm going to take Dallas. And I think it would just be hilarious if Dallas just suddenly lost control of everything. That would be hilarious. I don't think it will happen against Tampa, though. it would be peak Jason Garrett. Oh, absolutely. But it could happen against Tampa. It could. I'm going to take Dallas They a close one. They kept up with the Saints in their most recent meeting, and they beat the Saints in week one. I know. You want to tell me Tampa's not capable of randomly doing something? I'm going to take Dallas, but I'd like to see that. I'm going to take Tampa because I want to see it. Yes, you do. Viking. Also, I avoid picking Dallas. Vikings, Lions. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. I don't think I have to deliver it much. Nah. Giants, Colts. Colts. Why did I take so long on that? Yeah. Jags, Dolphins. Jacksonville's not winning anything. As much as I would love, love for the frauds in Miami to continue to be as such, Jacksonville's just Well, I off. want it to happen. You want it to happen or do you think it's going to happen? I think it's going to happen. I'm taking Jacksonville. Well, you do that. You pick the Jaguars. Have fun with that. Miami's hopes of making the playoffs dashed because they couldn't beat Cody Kessler. I think it'll come down to several other things, but I, the, the, Jacksonville's not going to be the death blow. It'll be the Bills. <laughs> Packers, Jets. Um, I'm going to take the Jets. The fact that I have to think about this is the sad state of the what the Packers have become this yeah. year. Yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay because my biggest qu- – oh, no, they're on the road. It is. It's a road game. Uh, I'm not going to like it, but I'm sticking with it. Okay. That's not good. Houston and Philly. Houston. Philly officially – has their run end here. It ends now. Mm-hmm. You know what you could have done for us, Philly? Could it be Dallas? Yeah. That would have made your job easier. All right. Carolina, Atlanta. Carolina. Atlanta just continues to find ways to lose games, even though they found a way to beat down the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are also not a real team. <sighs> this one's going to be a massacre, speaking of the Cardinals. Oh, no. They play the Rams. What a perfect way for the Rams to get back on track after losing two in a row for the first time this season. That's a great way to get back on track. Yeah. They don't look like themselves right now. What better way than lowly Arizona showing up? Yeah. Fix your game. This is the great way to do it. Bears, Niners. Bears. Ew. Ew. 
Saints, Steelers. I'm going with the Saints there. Pittsburgh is, quite frankly, lucky that New England looks like trash right now. Mm-hmm. Because they could have been looking at a real slide. Seahawks, Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. It's really just hard to go against them at this point. Yeah, they yeah, lost to the Chargers, really but really the Chargers is. also Chargers good. impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's, that's a Sunday night or two. That's gonna be, I think that's going to be close. Mm-hmm. Monday nighter, kind of trash because it's Oakland and Denver. Well, I'm just going to pick not Oakland. Yeah, not Oakland. Definitely not Oakland. All right. One more week after this of regular pick. You forgot the Bills Patriots. Oh, yeah, Bills, oh, Bills Patriots. We have to. We know who's going to win. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, no. Yes. But yes, but no. Maybe. No, it's going to happen. No. New England's lost a couple in a row, and now they play Buffalo, and now they're going to get back on track. Tom Brady's the only quarterback this season to have thrown for 300 yards against the Bills defense, by the way. So he's going to do it. Twice, probably, but it just—it was almost something that you could have seen as unreal. Yeah, like an entire season of not allowing a 300-yard passer. Oh wait, Tom Brady! Damn it! The fact that one guy did it—it's pretty impressive. Yeah, but I still hate him because Obviously. he still ruined it. Obviously. But if you but if it's if you're gonna let one guy do it, because you know that the just Bills what did he hang does. around in this whole game with Derek Anderson at quarterback. Yeah, game could be game's probably gonna be close. I'm doing it. I'm picking the Bills. Automatic L. You doing it? Yep. Okay. I bet I can beat you with even this automatic. I like to see it. You took an automatic. You picked the Jags. I know. I know. I'd like to see it. All right, we got to wrap it up. We didn't even talk about the Bills. I know. Being day one. <laughs> Allen was. Allen looked, Allen looked Allen solid looked from he the pocket. Yeah. Detroit was like, you're not allowed to run it. And, and he's like, oh, I'll throw it. Maybe you shouldn't have spent 10 minutes on this whole inspirational garbage about facing the lightning. All right. I'm blaming you. Would you rather talk about that? Well, I guess some, we're going to go a little happier on the Bills on Friday. Blame Frank. Okay. This is the Leftovers Podcast, Derek Kramer. Frank Curry. Blame that guy. Thanks for listening. And as always, it's on demand at WGR550.com. Sabres have a couple before our next one. And three for the week. Is it a couple or is it just they one? play Florida Tuesday. Florida Tuesday. And then I don't think they oh, play Oh, it's Caps Friday and Caps then Saturday. Friday. Yes, yeah. okay. My forgive me on that one. They get one before our next one. So we can be Bills heavy. Yeah. It's like Frank planned this all along, except he didn't. Go Sabres.